Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome to the newest episode of Beyond the Fame with Jason Fraley. I'm your host, Jason Fraley, picking the brains of the top filmmakers, musicians, and artists of our time. Antonia Bennett, daughter of Tony Bennett, performs live at the historic Blues Alley in Washington, D.C. this Friday and Saturday. We discussed her own original singing career and her favorite memories of performing with her legendary father. Hey, thank you so much for joining us on WTOP. Well, thank you for having me, Jason. It's really cool to talk with you. Um, you're Tony Bennett's daughter. We should tell everybody that. But a talented artist in your own right. And I'm, it's, I just mentioned that because I'm interviewing Willie Nelson's son like in a couple hours from now. So it's like a lineage excellence day or something. <laughs> wow, that's really fantastic. But I wanted to let everyone know you are coming to perform live at Blues Alley in Georgetown here in D.C. Legendary spot. It'll be four shows, uh, two on Friday and two on Saturday. So uh, let's start there. What what can we expect from the show? Um, you know, is, is it is it any of your dad's stuff? Uh, obviously your stuff, a little of both. Well, you know, it's mostly American Songbook. I think it would be impossible to do American Songbook without doing something that my dad has recorded. Um, but everything is really my own versions of things, my 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 own thing. And then I do have a couple of originals that I'll be throwing in there as well. Awesome. Can you give us a hint of, uh, I'd like to be able to maybe give a song teaser or two or three of maybe some of the stuff on the set list. We don't have to spoil the whole thing, but just to whet their appetites a little bit. You know, if I'm to be honest, I haven't actually created the set list yet, but um, <laughs> probably Teach Me Tonight. Or, you know, some something like that. Or from this moment on, I love Cole Porter and, and George Gershwin. So you'll probably hear a lot of that in my show. Awesome. And what what in terms of, you know, us visually picturing it on stage, do you have like a, a band behind you? Are you solo or what would you sort of see sure. in terms of the performance? Piano, bass and drums. It will be Roman Ivanov on piano, Jerry Brown on drums and Paul Nowinski on bass. Awesome. It is. I I don't know if you've ever played Blues Alley before, but it is a historic, historic spot. Um. Well, let me ask you that. Have you been there before? Oh, I've been going to Blues Alley my whole life. I mean, my dad played Blues Alley when I was a kid. And I actually, you know, amazingly enough, uh, the first time I was there with him uh, found a cat in the alley of Blues Alley. So I actually literally found a jazz cat. And then we- <laughs> No way, you're making that up. I mean, <laughs> no, I'm not. And then we found somebody to adopt the cat. It was really cute. So yes, there really are jazz cats at Blues Alley. 
Wow, you found a jazz cat in the I alley thought, of Blue's yeah. Alley. <laughs> that is amazing. That is amazing. Wait, yeah. so who adopted it? Just you mean like someone you just knocked a on patron. doors in, in Georgetown or what? Actually, I think she was like a regular patron of Blue's Alley. I don't remember. Probably the owner of Blue's Alley would remember, you know, more than I do because I was a small child. But uh, that's great. That's yeah. great. Before I move off the cat story, one final question on it. Did it have what kind of cat was it? And did you give it like an impromptu name as a kid? I did not give it an impromptu name. I know that I did want to take it home, but I think my mother probably wouldn't have liked that. So my father was like, no, we'll, we're going to find a good home for it here. Uh, and I, I don't remember, it might have been a black and white cat because I seem to have uh, quite a lot of karma with black and white cats. Wow. But that is a great story. Thanks for giving me a gold little soundbite for, you know, a local angle for the radio station. <laughs> That's great. Um, well, you mentioned your dad before me there growing up. Um, where did you grow up and what are your first earliest memories? I assume it was your dad's music or just music in general. Like, what were your earliest formations of all this? I mean, uh, well, I was born in New York. I was raised in Los Angeles and I was surrounded by... A lot of wonderful musicians like Ella Fitzgerald and Rosemary Clooney and Count Basie and, you know, Frank Sinatra, Dean Martin, all of those people were living in Los Angeles at the time. Rosemary Clooney, too. So they were all within a, I don't know, a very short distance from where I lived at that time. And so I was able to have a lot of exposure to that music. And I grew up listening to a lot of different things, not just singers, but musicians as well. And I loved um, musical theater as well. So I was watching a lot of shows like Oklahoma and, you know, things like that. And I would sometimes, you know, if, if one of the Broadway shows was made into a musical like Oklahoma, I would, we had a lot of scores in our house at that time. So I would have like the actual score and I would just memorize all the songs from a musical and then just walk around the house singing them. And that's really how I got my start is just kind of doing it at home and and watching and relearning and copying. And and then I just fell into kind of doing it full time. So there you have it. There you have it. Yeah. And and you're you mentioned loving musicals. I know you went off and, and trained uh as an actor at Lee Strasberg Theater and Film Institute, right? And then as but more importantly, Berkeley College of Music in Boston too, really. Yeah, yeah I did. I did do a, a short uh experience at, at Lee Strasberg, which was great just to kind of get a sensibility for the stage. And then uh, you know, I went on to Berkeley and after Berkeley I just started kept doing it and here I am. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, did you, I mean, the names you were dropping, you know, Dean Martin and Rosemary Clooney and Count Basie, all, all these people. Um, did you know, did you have a sense at the time that like, this is like not, not normal or I mean, to you, it was normal, you know, it was your normal of being the daughter of a legendary crooner like your dad. But you know what I mean? At what point were you like, wow, this is, this is amazing that these people, these legends are my mentors. I mean, I think I did have a sense that, uh, all the people that were around were very creative and at the top of their game. But you have to understand, I grew up in Beverly Hills. And at that time, I was going to school with like Angelina Jolie, who was John Voight's daughter. And there were a lot of, I mean, everybody was somebody's kid, you know, right. I mean, that wasn't so uncommon. And um, even if the, even if some kid was like a lawyer's kid, they were like the most famous entertainment lawyer's kid or something like that. So it wasn't right. really that big of a stretch. I mean, there was a lot of 
even now in Los Angeles, if you drive around, there's celebrities everywhere. It's kind of a normal thing. So it didn't seem that odd or off. Right. Well, yeah, exactly. When you're going to high school with Angelina Jolie, there you go. That's the normal for you. Um, didn't you start actually performing on stage even younger? Even when you were a kid, you were actually on stage with some of these people, right? Well, sure. Um, yeah. My dad would bring me out on the road ever since I could walk and talk. And um, and I would come and sing a couple of tunes with him in the show. And, um, you know, Rosie Clooney was nice enough to have me a couple of times in her show as well. And um and so I kind of just grew up doing it. And and then I fell into doing it on my own. And then after college um, in the 1990s, I really started performing with my dad and kind of graduated from, you know, Santa Claus is coming to town in the hokey pokey to uh, to opening act for the majority of his shows. Yeah. So, and in that that period there as the opening act, you got to play some of the biggest venues in the world, right? You play Radio City with them, Hollywood Bowl and Newport Jazz Festival, Caesars Palace, Royal Albert Hall. Like you, uh, what was it like getting to tour the world and play these amazing venues um, uh, that most people could only dream of playing? I mean, I think, honestly, it was very special to be able to 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 play those places and also just be in an environment where everything was taken care of. I mean, we had a great sound man with us and we always stayed in very nice hotels. And so really I got to tour under the best circumstances, which was amazing because, you know, life on the road can be a grind. And so doing it like that is, is, uh, is very special to be able to travel with your family and, and be all together that that was very meaningful for me especially in my young adult life to be able to have that time with my dad was really special hey it's kaylee cuoco for priceline ready to go to your happy place for a happy price well why didn't you say so just download the priceline app right now and save up to 60 percent on hotels so whether it's cousin kevin's kazoo concert in kansas city go kevin or becky's bachelorette bash in bermuda you never have to miss a trip ever again so download the priceline app today your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, price line. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. 
Awesome. Well, I want to get to your original music in one second, but one final question about a thing you did with your dad. I know in 2008, you helped out on, on his Christmas album, A Swinging Christmas. The, the album was, I think it was Grammy nominated even. Uh, but you got you and your dad sang a duet of Irving Berlin's I've Got My Love to Keep Me Warm. Um, if you can take me back sort of in studio, how did, how did you all sit down in studio and, and try to hash that one out together? I mean, I just got a call a few days before saying, oh, would you do this duet with me? And I said, sure. And so then I just learned the tune and um, uh, I think it was Lee Musiker who did the arrangement on that. And then I went into the studio and we did it. And uh, and that was that. I mean, it was a, a kind of fast thing that we that we threw together. But, you know, when you're working with the same guys all the time and uh, year after year, you're, you're together, you, it's easy to do that, you know, you, you, uh, and, and you're able, it was great because we got to, um, do that and, and, and sing together. And it was very meaningful to just be able to have a duet with my dad that was recorded. And cause sometimes we would do it in live shows, but we had never actually recorded anything until up until that point. So that was the first recording. Yeah. Together. Okay, cool. Well, speaking of recordings, I know in 2010, you did a, I guess, an EP called Natural, but we're building up to the big real debut album, Embrace Me, in, in 2014. Um, a, how was it putting together that first Natural and then um, sort of the evolution between that and actually putting Embrace Me out? Well, I mean, there's this great pianist. His name is Larry Goldings. And I asked him if he would do a few cuts with me and he was like, yeah, let's do it. And so we went into, I was working um, with this songwriter and producer at the time named Holly Knight. And she um, had a friend who worked over at the Colburn Institute and we recorded it there at the Colburn Institute in Los Angeles, which was great. They have these really nice pianos in there. And so we just recorded it live in, in, in that hall. Um, and, um, Larry did all the arrangements on that. Obviously, it's a it's a duo thing. So, um, but it was great to work with him. I, we had worked together many moons before with Tom Wopat. Had had me sing a duet with him on his uh, record, uh, and so I always liked the way he played, and and it was great to to do something with him. And then um, when I when I did the Embrace Me record, I just, that kind of came off of the cuff. Um, I just, uh, I had been working with these guys in New York and, and my brother had some um, studio time for me available. He's a recording engineer, uh, a Grammy winning recording engineer, Dave Bennett. And, um, and he said, why don't you come in? And I did, and we just came down and laid down all the tracks that we had been doing live. So that was the progression of that record just kind of happened. And, um, and then Holly and I also did um, an album of original music called Ordinary Girl after that. And now I'm kind of doing a combination of both originals and, um, and, uh, and, and standards and that's kind of the place i've fallen into where i kind of get to do both and which is great you know to be able to to sing these songs that have been interpreted so many different times and find your own way to do it and then to also have my own voice writing my own songs absolutely Did, based on piggybacking on what you just said of you know 
playing the being able to you know reimagine the standards but also your own voice with your own songs as you said did that play into why you called it embrace me you know it's like hey embrace me for for my talent as well as my you know legendary family well you know i was thinking of calling it embraceable you because that's one of the tracks on there but then my dad actually said you shouldn't call it embraceable you you should call it embrace me because that's what you want the people to do and i said you know what that's a good idea so really i have to accredit him for that I can't take the credit for it. <laughs> um, and awesome. Well, uh, you've been more than generous with your time. Um, in terms of bringing it full circle to here in D.C., um, I know you said you played Blues Alley a lot. Did you ever come to like Kennedy Center Honors for your dad in 05 or the Gershwin Prize Library of Congress in 2017? I was a guest for both of those. And also, um, you know, we've also played, is it Wolf Trap? That's right outside of... Yeah, in in Virginia, at, at like yeah. an at, at Wolf Trap National Park. Yeah. That's a beautiful spot. Yeah, so we've done Wolf Trap a bunch of times through the years. I, I've had the opportunity to play there. And that's really, you know, as far as amphitheaters go, that um, amphitheater and also Ravinia outside of Chicago, those are my two favorite um, outside venues in the country to play. We've been playing there year after year, and people are so great. The sound is so wonderful. Um, audiences are always terrific um, and it's just a great experience. Absolutely. I agree. Wolf Trap is as good as it gets. We're lucky to have it uh, for an outdoor venue. But in turn, but this, first of all, uh, before you head to Wolf Trap, head out to Blues Alley in Georgetown, the historic spot to see Antonia Bennett perform live four shows, two on Friday, two on Saturday. Uh, I guess final seconds, pretend I'm not even here and like you're talking directly to our listeners and just say, hey, DC, you know, come on out. You're going to have a good time. Hey, everybody. This is Antonia Bennett, and I would really love to see you at my shows at Blues Alley on March 31st and April 1st. Looking forward to seeing you. And who knows? Maybe you'll find another stray cat in the alley and <laughs> find another no. home. <laughs> awesome. Hey, thanks for doing this. All right. Thanks, Jason. All right. Bye. Okay, bye. Thanks so much for listening to Beyond the Fame with Jason Fraley. Our theme music is Scott Buckley's Clarion. Remember to give us a five-star rating if you like what you hear. We'll see you next time. wanted to take a second to tell you about an app I really enjoy. Living in the D.C. area is great, and Podcast D.C. gathers all of the local shows that I like all in one local app. Health, sports, local news, politics, and so much more. Podcast D.C. is the new local app with hundreds of D.C. area podcasts to choose from. I can earn exciting rewards just for listening and share the podcasts I love instantly. Available in the App Store or in Google Play, listen local with Podcast D.C.